Love Talk Radio. Welcome to Snap Out of It Radio Network. Hear all our great shows across the world. Join our community at snapoutofitradionetwork.com. So wake up, stand up, and snap out of it. Empowered Love with author, self-mastery coach, and relationship expert, Melanie Tanya Evans. Take back your power, heal your soul, and set yourself free. Free through Empowered Love. And now your host of Empowered Love, Melanie Tanya Evans. Hi everyone, I'm Mel and welcome to another Empowered Love radio show. And welcome to everybody listening who might be listening live and also for the people that pick up the shows in archives. And please remember that if you go to MelanieTonyaEvans.com, you can see in the radio link there that there is an enormous amount of shows that you can go to through the archives on the page. And then if you go into the archive link, there's shows that go back a couple of years and they're weekly. So there's a lot of resources that you can listen to. So this show today is a question and answer show. And I've been receiving this week one specific question. So rather than the shows where I've been answering quite a few different questions, this show is just dedicated to one question and one question only because it has been repeatedly appearing. Now, please know that the chat room is open, so you are free to put up any comments uh, or any questions that you have about this topic today and also too if you're wanting some other uh, questions answered in some Q&A shows that are once a month you can also post them in the chat room as well so what this show is about and it's a show it's uh, a very topical question and the question is what creates enough personality because I know that a lot of people that are being narcissistically abused or recovering from narcissistic abuse do have this burning question. And I really do want to state a disclaimer with this that I think is very, very important for everybody getting through narcissistic abuse. Definitely get the knowledge and get the understanding of why, but then it is so important to put the focus back into healing yourself. This is not about getting bogged down on the information about why he or she is like this, but definitely it will help grant you an understanding. I think what's going to be very important about this show today is to, as parents, bringing up kids, it's going to be so vital for you to understand the components that can actually create narcissistic personality. Because so many of us came from defunct parenting, there really um, is very little knowledge about how to effectively parent and mirror. And I hope that this will also grant you some awareness of where you might be going wrong in your parenting and not actually helping your children. So I think this is a great show for parents. All right, so if we look at what goes into the narcissistic personality, what helps create a narcissistic personality? I want to start firstly with personality development arrest. And what happens is with all children, well, babies and up to the age of two years of age, 
it is all about the child. The child is completely self-absorbed. And the child really learns that to have their needs met by the parent, it's about demanding. It's about screaming. It's about feeling very, very like I am the center of my own universe. And that is the, the first part of the narcissistic development stage that each and every one of us go through. Now, what happens is when we're starting to develop out of that stage, if we do that healthily, what we understand is that we're actually dependent on others. It's not all about us. And what that means is that we need to learn how to work in with others, how to consider others, and how to have a peripheral for other people in our environment. Now, if there is unhealthy mirroring from the parents and if personality development arrest can come on, one of the reasons that can happen is that the child is not taught healthy boundaries coming out of that stage, that it's not all about me. So if a child is spoiled, pampered, entitled, and does not learn the meaning of the word no, or doesn't develop peripheral or empathy for others, naturally what will happen is that child is going to stay stuck in a narcissistic framework of it's all about me and if I want it, I will get it. And that inevitably is going to then reach through to it doesn't matter who gets diminished in this process, it is actually all about me. Now certain cultures, and this is more usually a male dynamic, so there are certain cultures where men are prized, men are entitled, and what will happen there is that women really are dependent to the men's needs, not to question them and to miss out on their own needs. So we can have a look at over-entitled male cultures, such as certain Middle Eastern cultures, European cultures, or Asian nations, which really can have this as a natural framework. So what that does is that will automatically create narcissistic, chauvinistic and misogynist personality types. Now it's really interesting that this is actually not the model of the highest level NPD, narcissistic personality disordered individuals. This is actually uh, narcissism absolutely, but not the high level narcissistic uh, sociological pathological model and we're going to have a look at that a little bit later. So development of rest is where the child is not taught or mirrored to come out of that narcissistic it's all about me framework. Now we can look at the next part we can look at is development trauma and development trauma occurs when parents or caregivers fail to create a healthy attachment to the child. So whereby the child will feel devalued, unsafe, insignificant and disconnected from love and support. Now what this does is this brings up enormous survival fears within a young child. And in order for that child to be able to deal with those traumatic survival fears of self, of security, of safety, the child is needs to avoid complete emotional annihilation. And the way a child can do that 
there's two ways a child can do that. One is to become incredibly codependent and play the nice child and to try and appease and support and fix the parents as much as possible in order to receive any sort of safety. Now the narcissistic model, what will happen is that the child will overcompensate by creating a grandiose version of self, a false self. And what that false self is going to portray is the things that the parents actually value. Now, parents that are not connected to nurturing and connecting and loving and don't have those as values are going to have values which may be very materialistic, they may be very performance-based, they may be about status, they may be about image, they may be all of those sorts of things. So what the child is going to do is going to absorb and take on something that was actually a value to the parents and create a grandiose version of false self around all of those sorts of things. So they're going to be superficial, outer-based values. And this is going to be the version of self that the shame-based self, that's the, that's the inner child that actually feels devalued, unloved, unlovable, that, that false self is what's going to be presented to the world. And it is going to be self-absorbed because the child has massive levels of distrust. My caretakers, my parents, I can't trust to grant me love which is actually the most vital human commodity. So there's going to be this distrust, this self-absorption, and it's all about me coping mechanism while I'm stuck in creating this false self to the world in order to avoid emotional annihilation. So children who actually have received support in nurturing and healthy nurturing and boundaries are actually originally supplied the self-esteem from the outer. So if we had parents or if we are parents that encourage our children, that support them, that help them believe in themselves, help encourage them and mirror back to them that they are lovable, they are acceptable and they are worthy, then what happens in the development phases is that the child is going to be able to internalise those messages originally needed to come from the outside. And the child will actually become those values to him or herself, which is self-acceptance and is self-worth. Now, narcissists have not been able to do this. So therefore, what they have is this insatiable drive to get attention and approval from others. Because what does exist in that inner space is intense self-hatred, shame, and the belief, I'm unlovable and I'm unacceptable. So that's that empty void, that's that empty pit of needing to get attention and approval from others. And it really is believed that many, if not most narcissists, come from an upbringing of unavailable, non-compassionate, lacking in empathy, parent or parents. And this is really the high-level narcissist that we're talking about, not just the spoilt brat. Okay. And often this will be the mother. Not always, but often it will be the mother. 
And we can understand that the mother's role generally is to grant that mirroring to the child. That's one of women's greatest gifts, is to love and to believe that love is unconditional. With healthy boundaries, but it is unconditional. The sort of messages that I don't like your behaviour, but I still love you. And what's happened with the narcissist is often that the mother has been very, very defunct in that. Now, it can also be the father, but often it is the mother. And what happens is the narcissist is starved of love and internally angry. So what happens is a splitting. And this is really, really important to understand. Is the child internally split? And what happens with that splitting is that the child submerges the part of himself or herself, which are the feelings of being unloved, unlovable, hurt, abandoned, unworthy, not good enough. What happens is the narcissistic child submerges those parts and they become disowned parts and decides to live through the grandiose false self of consummate achievements, materialism, power and charm in order to face the world. So that's the false front that's been created and the hurt parts are not being addressed. And unfortunately with narcissism, this is why it is so hard for them to actually heal and overcome their condition. Those disowned parts to them are so repulsive and so about the emotional annihilation that they don't want to confront it, they don't want to face it. Because to a person who has developed narcissistic personality disorder, if they lay down the false self and they actually go to the true self that is severely damaged, then that means that they are emotionally annihilated and the game's up and they can't survive emotionally. So the fear of going to that place is incredibly intense. And that's why with narcissists, it will be in narcissistic injury that they will go to that place but then as soon as they build up any supply, narcissistic supply, any energy to get out of that massive depression, well then those parts are disowned again. They don't actually stay in those disowned parts, embracing them, owning them and healing them. And that's what's very sad about it. And nobody can force them to do that. So, you know, and it will be somebody that is a narcissist that still has levels of empathy and compassion who still have a peripheral and a connection to oneness and caring about others that has actually got the ability to do that, no matter how scary it is. Sadly, many narcissists don't because that connection and that, that ability to sense oneness and to actually be a part of a team or part of a community or a, a bigger picture is non-existent. It's them against the world and there's nothing else. And that's when it won't work. Now, they're those two parts, and I'm going to go on to them in, in uh, more detail later in the show. But if we can just recap on that, what we've got is development arrest, where a child hasn't been taught healthy boundaries, hasn't been taught the word no, and hasn't been taught that it's not all about them being entitled. The other one is is the trauma on the personal development, which is that occurs when parents or caregivers fail to have 
to grant healthy support, healthy love, healthy mirroring, and where they're not supporting, encouraging, and loving the child with healthy boundaries, where they're actually damaging or abandoning the child instead. So if we have a look at the society view of narcissism and why narcissism is created, we don't have to look very, very far to get our answers. The truth is, ironically, it's in our primitive cultures where soul is valued, where the worth of connection and community is valued. That's in our tribal communities. If we have a look at our modern, supposedly more evolved societies, we've lost those values. And what's happened there instead is we have societies where sports stars, celebrities are valued more than scientists look for cures for cancer. Where these people are valued more than the people that are doing main contributions to the well-being of society. So outer wealth and appearances have become incredibly prized rather than soul worth, benevolence or contribution. And if we have a look at the amount of energy that is put into wealth, celebrity status, our accomplishments, things like cars and houses and fancy holidays, and we've actually modelled that as the worth of ourselves. And they are all out of things. And if we understand that positions of power and boardrooms are dripping with narcissistic personalities, and these narcissistic personalities are actually being encouraged to be narcissistic, to get to the top, no matter how many bodies they crawl over to get there. So our society as a whole has lost that spiritual soul value and has modelled on our values. So we need to look at and understand that all of us are responsible for how we're living our life, what values we're attaching to, how much are we promoting and acting out narcissistic behaviour ourselves rather than being the truth of our soul. There's been a wonderful article that's been put up on the NART page very, very recently. And what that's about is about um, a lot about narcissistic personalities and the different types of narcissism. And a great part about that uh, article is about the development of narcissism. And it's an article by Richard Boyd that the wonderful Debbie on the Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Central page put up. And I found it fascinating. And there's some parts of it that I would really love to share with you because I think it's going to... Um, give you a lot more understanding too of how narcissism can develop, how your parenting unknowingly may be contributing to narcissism and how we can all get mirroring, loving and supporting in a much more healthy framework. So one of his points that he made is if we do too much for our children to make life as painless as possible, if we try to shield them, we try to protect them and how many parents do this? thinking that we're actually doing the loving thing. What we can actually be doing is we can be creating future adults who believe that they're entitled and it's their right for other people to look after them and do everything for them. And that can be the dependent narcissist. That's quite scary when you think about it. 
if we spoil our children and they do not learn healthy boundaries regarding what is or isn't acceptable behaviour, this could create an adult who believes that they are above others and have special rights and privileges. And that's the entitled narcissist. So boundaries are vital. They're very, very important. If a child is starved of love, if parents are too busy, and if parents are pushing their children away, focusing on all sorts of things other than being present for the child, and they feel only loved when they're achieving, when I get an A on my grade, when I win at a sport, this child could develop perfection anxiety, believing that they're only worthy and lovable when they're doing, when they're at the top of something or when they're doing the best or when they're perfect. So now if that extends into narcissism, this could create a narcissist who has huge control and expectations over others. They've projected that onto the other person. That if there's a dish in the sink, I'm going to go off my head at you. If you're not this, if you're not that, if you're not everything I expect, well, then you're going to wear my wrath. So that can be the perfection narcissist. So, and according to Richard too, and this is a really, really interesting concept because my own son, Zachary, has seen this in some of his uh, circles of friends and swears that it is a, a real hotspot for narcissism. That if one parent is incredibly hard the narcissist is incredibly hard on the child and is always at the child about you're not good enough, the put down, um, the abuse and the treatment. And if one parent overcompensates for that and actually smothers and tries to protect the child and the child can do no wrong in their, in their eyes and tries to, um, and usually that parent, it will actually be their way of trying to cope with the the abusive partner is to side with the child and to smother the child and to to almost um it, it's almost incestual with that child trying to overlove them and overcompensate then what happens is the child is going to suffer even worse damage than what they're getting from the parent that that is uh the narcissist and what happens is painful defences, mistrust, confusion, um, the feeling of wanting to break away and push back from the smothering, and and low emotional intelligence is going to occur from that child. And as I said, you know, I've had this conversation with my son, uh, certain individuals in his group that he has seen this dynamic play out incredibly powerfully with. So I think that's very very important. That if you are a parent with a narcissistic partner or ex-partner, that it is so important that you don't smother and overlove your child, that you actually mirror healthily, you create healthy boundaries, and it's very, very important with any child that you see that is developing narcissistic personality disorder, that you get very firm about boundaries and parenting, and you learn how to do that in effective, non-confrontational ways that teach that child right and wrong, not by beating them or yelling at them, but by creating firm, definite boundaries. And there's lots of information that you can find online about that, 
how to parent effectively with boundaries. And I would really encourage any parent to get books, read up, um, and learn how to create effective boundaries and follow them through effectively. Okay. So it's been concluded definitely that the most severe cases of narcissism are as a result of deprivation and abuse. There's really no doubt about that. And this is such a cruelty experienced by parents, put downs, criticism, beating, sexual abuse, etc. So rather than that parent actually doing that healthy mirroring of helping supply that child with self-belief, self-esteem, self-worth, the encouragement, the support, the love, there's been the exact opposite. So naturally what's going to happen is this child has massive shame-based issues. Parents using power as a form of control, especially if the child felt powerless. For a child to feel powerless is an incredibly serious issue. Very, very serious issue. So in regard to things like sexual or physical abuse, if that child felt powerless, well then there's a huge possibility that narcissism can emerge. If a parent was a narcissist, naturally the child is going to be living in a war zone and the possibility of narcissism being passed on is very, very high. So it may be argued, a lot of people argue that Asperger's type narcissism can be quite hereditary and there's a lot of people that argue that the conditioning and the programming is what creates the narcissism. Really, they're both the same thing. If there's somebody that is a parent with Asperger's or narcissistic or self-absorbed tendencies, that is how they're going to behave. So whether or not it's hereditary or whether it's programmed or conditioned, you know, really, who can separate the chicken from the egg? It's all the same thing as far as I'm concerned. So, now there may be incredible humiliation. Humiliation is a big, big creator of, of narcissistic tendencies. There's no doubt about it. So we could look at humiliation in the form of, let's say, for example, go and get the strap so that I can beat you. That's a little bit akin to... You know, you dig your hole before I shoot you and put you in it. And it could be things like, if you cry, I'm going to beat you even harder. So that, that is complete degradation and that is complete humiliation. Now what happens with a child who's developing narcissism is that in these high recipes for MPD, the child develops into an adult who is going to use power, force, manipulation and pathological acts in order to escape any further vulnerability or humiliation. And what's going to happen is because those pain, the, the pain that was experienced and the abuse was so severe that this child can be triggered into believing that going on. We all know people that have experienced narcissists is that there is very fine triggers to reaction where that broken inner child, that, that abused, terrorised child will appear, the rageful, vengeful narcissist. So the narcissist is going to perceive high danger areas in their life where normal people wouldn't. 
And what will happen is the narcissist is going to go into power, control, intimidation, abuse, and pathological uh, ways to create that in order to escape any further vulnerability or humiliation. And that's a frightening recipe in, in relation to a narcissistic personality. And what's happened with the, the child that developed narcissism is that when they were a child, when they weren't a narcissist, is if they were faced with a narcissistic parent, they were faced with good parent, bad parent. Now, in a, in a healthy environment, in a healthy mirroring situation, the child has to love the parent and believe in the parent because the parent is the source of all of their nurturing and their support and their love and their survival. Now, what a normal child will do is create in their mind good parent, bad parent. So when we're getting told off, I can get angry and I can cry and I can stamp my feet and I can get upset at the bad parent. You know, I can have a go at that. Now, a parent that knows how to model and knows how to uh, create healthy boundaries is actually not going to take that personally. It's going to create time out and is going to, okay, well, I've delivered the message. I still love you, but that's your time out. You can deal with it. And when you come back and when you're ready, I'm a good parent again. That's fine. Bad parent is only needed to show up when there's bad behavior, but it doesn't mean that good parent has gone anywhere. Good parent still loves you and is here. So the child has been able to differentiate between good parent, bad parent, and good parent is a constant that always exists. And the child can learn to grow up and realize that healthy boundaries are important. And it's important to understand that bad behavior isn't appropriate. And if I want more good parent, I want more good stuff in my life, well then I have to be a good person and develop integrity and conscience and peripheral and all of those sorts of things. Now what happens with a narcissistic parent is there is no way for the child to be able to understand the split, how it works and what the dynamic is. Because what happens with a narcissistic parent is that good parent is the show of this incredible person that can switch to bad parent in a heartbeat. So there's no consistency. So the good parent can be full of narcissistic supply. I love you. I adore you. You're the most incredible child in the world. You're amazing. You're magnificent. And then within a minute or two, has had a trigger into narcissistic injury and attacked the child. So this was like, I love you. You are my everything. And then I'm going to abandon you and you are the worst person in the world. So there is no way a child knows, let alone an adult, how to deal with that, how to be able to make sense of that and how to be able to know what's good, what's bad, who am I in this, how do I fit my behavior into this to get more good and less bad, how do I grow, how do I develop, it's actually impossible. And then what happens is the child will actually internalize good parent, bad parent and become bad child, good child and not know the difference. Is it, am I good? Am I bad? There's so much shame there. And what will happen is that so many of the mechanisms and the defenses of the parent will actually be taken on. 
good and bad gets all mixed up. There's no way to differentiate the two. So then the narcissist becomes pathological. The narcissist, to try and cope in this minefield of disaster and pain and trauma, will actually start lying to others, lying to self, not even knowing what's good, what's bad, what's true, what's real. And there's a, an incredible, incredibly destructive self that is created as a, re, a result. And again, those hurt, unhealed parts become buried and disowned because they are too heavy to deal with. Unfortunately, what happens is it's often too late because so much of a false pathological self has been created to avoid that emotional annihilation that deep, deep, deep down those unhealed traumatized parts that have never seen the light of day have actually become so numb, so deranged and so unattended to that with the narcissist it's often too late to even find a narcissist that can actually stay in that vulnerable, humble space of pain to actually be worked through it rather than just try and feed the pain with narcissistic supply and offset from the outside. So that's it for this show. I hope that's given you a little bit more information about what can create narcissism. And I really do hope that you actually, as a parent, you really, really look at how you're parenting and really look at how present you're being for your children and how much you're creating healthy boundaries with them and understanding how to create healthy boundaries with them so that your child can understand that there are actions to consequences. They can't have everything they want, but they're still loved, supported and encouraged by you. And you may also find too that in your parenting to your children, you're going to help heal some of your wounds in regard to the parenting that you may not have received. So that's it for this show. Uh, if you have any questions about it whatsoever, you can post in the Narcissistic Abuse Recovery page or email me at melanie at melanietonyevans.com and I hope this, hope this show's been informative. That's it from me. Lots of love. Bye-bye.